Hey everybody, Chris here. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about some pretty interesting ETFs. I think that offer uh, a pretty decent way to invest going forward. I think right now the main indexes, especially the tech indexes, like the QQQ ETF, which just tracks the NASDAQ, um, I think a lot of these indexes are getting pretty risky. Now, they own great companies, but I think their valuations are extremely rich. If we look at the top 10 holdings of the QQQ ETF, uh, the top holdings are Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, Facebook, Google, uh, NVIDIA, PayPal, and Intel. And I think that these are great companies, but Amazon, for example, has had tremendous growth over the past 10 years. And I don't think it repeats that growth again. And the valuation is just being very stretched. And the same thing with Microsoft. You have to remember, these are basically multi-trillion dollar companies. Their market caps are like $2 trillion. So for the stock price to double, you have to increase that market cap from $2 trillion to $4 trillion. And I just don't know how, say, Microsoft is going to really do that. They, they will eventually, but in what time frame? And same thing with Apple. I mean, again, how many iPhones can you come out with and sell? Every iPhone they've been releasing is really not different than the previous iPhone. I think ever since Steve Jobs uh, passed away and Tim Cook took over, I think Apple's just not an innovator anymore. I think Apple is starting to really lose its footing. They're relying too much on the Apple uh, services revenue and I mean, my wife has an iPhone. I don't. I have the Samsung Galaxy, which is, I think, a much superior phone. Uh, everything about it. And when she, say, has a problem with her iPhone, or she had a cracked screen or, or cracked uh, screen protector, and she had to go to the Apple store to get it fixed, uh, she couldn't. There was just, every time she went, they said, no, you need an appointment. And then to get an appointment was a hassle. I mean, it was a mess. And then when you go there, the line, I mean, you can't even get anything done. So I just think Apple's kind of losing their footing. Uh, Tesla, again, has a premium valuation. Facebook, I mean, Facebook is just, I'm not going to say it's turning into MySpace because they own Instagram and Instagram is extremely popular. But Facebook as the platform itself, I think that's declining. I mean, everyone I know doesn't even use Facebook anymore. They either just post on Instagram or Twitter. So the Facebook, what's left there is just like old school baby boomers using that platform and political action committees running political ads. Intel, they're getting their lunch eaten by AMD and NVIDIA. So Intel, I see, you know, declining. So investing in these index funds and the NASDAQ index, I just don't think it's going to offer that good of growth going forward because of the rich valuation. Now, some ETFs that I do like, uh, one of them is an interesting one, and it's the ProShares S&P Midcap 400 Dividend Aristocrats. So let me explain what this means because it's a pretty long name for an ETF. Uh, first of all, it's the S&P Midcap 400. What that is is the S&P 500 is, consists of 500 of the largest companies. 
the 400 is smaller companies it's called they're called mid cap companies mid capitalization so when you invest in smaller companies you're actually getting better growth uh, and you're getting better risk adjusted growth these are companies that have proven themselves and these are big companies still the mid cap companies these are companies that could be over you know 10 5 to 10 billion dollars in size so these are companies that have proven themselves in the past and they're in this index and the the mid cap 400 index i think is one of my favorite areas to invest that's where you're going to find some of the best stocks before they have you know 5 10 15 times your money runs now what this etf does is it evaluates even further not only does it take the stocks in the mid cap 400 it takes the best stocks in that index it's called the dividend aristocrat index and that's companies that have raised their dividend for the past 15 years in a row and this is so important because when a company raises a dividend you're only dealing with the strongest companies you're not getting these has-been companies see what happens in the trajectory lifestyle life uh the whole lifetime of a company is that it starts off not paying a dividend it goes through this huge growth phase then it initiates a dividend and then it grows its dividend and then it kind of stops paying a dividend and then it cuts a dividend and that's kind of like the life cycle of companies you saw that happen with ge you know ge was on you know it was the darling of everyone's portfolio for decades and then it started getting into problems it became too big and it just became too big to manage and it started off with a dividend cut people still believed in it i think they reinstituted it then they cut it again it's just a disaster ge's done nothing in 20 years so those are the companies you want to avoid you don't want to have your money tied up in a company for 20 years getting no return that's devastating most people's investment lifetime might only be 30 years they might start only accumulating uh real money when they're in their 30s and then they start investing that money and they don't accumulate real money until they're in their late maybe 50s so the investment time horizon is very sensitive if you're investing in something that has no return for 20 or 30 years uh, you're dead in the water so you have to avoid those companies and the best way to avoid them is to invest in an aristocrat index and that's the beauty of this etf uh, the ticker symbols r e g l regal and the mid cap 400 dividend aristocrat i think is excellent because they're not companies that are popular but they're some of the most profitable and best companies out there so let me tell you the first 10 companies in this index and they're probably companies you've never even heard of maybe a couple it's the first one was Ryder Simpson, Ryder Systems, then New Skin Enterprises, SEI Investments, Telephone and Data Systems, Old Republic Corp, uh, Wiley and Sons, Cullen Frost Bankers, MSC Industrial Direct, Hanover Insurance Group, American Financial Group, and Sunoco Products. And then they have like Royal Gold, Bank OZK, uh, Flowers Foods. So a lot of these companies are companies that most people never really heard of, but they're extremely profitable and they pay dividends and they raise their dividends. So this is an area that I think you want to look in if you're a long-term investor and if you want to get away from being in these high-risk indexes with these companies that 
have two trillion dollars in market cap. I, I don't think that lasts. Nothing grows to the moon. Nothing grows forever. All it takes is one bad CEO or management team to come in to say Microsoft or Amazon, and it's toast. And you have to be careful about that. So the next ETF I like is also like this. It's the Russell 2000 Dividend Growers ETF. So it takes, again, the best stocks in the Russell 2000. And the top stocks of this ETF are, they're called Aaron's Company, HB Fuller, Prague Holdings First, of Long Island Corp, Portland General Electric, the Andersons, Middlesex Water, ABM Industries, York Water. I mean, a lot of banks and utilities, uh, extremely profitable companies, though. That's how they make it into these indexes. And remember, the Russell 2000 has, what, 2,000 stocks? And this ETF might only have about you know, 50 or 60 stocks. So it just goes to show you that within these indexes, there's a lot of junk companies that really aren't profitable. You know, look, in this ETF, they've Badger Meter, incredible company, WD-40, PetMed Express, Douglas Dynamics. I mean, these are very, very, very good companies. Atrion Corporation, Tootsie Roll, Brady Corporation. So it's very interesting, very interesting ETFs. You have to invest, navigate your investment portfolio, I think, in different ways in the coming future. And the last ETF I'm going to talk about is one called the S&P 500 High Dividend Low Volatility ETF. So what this does, it takes the stocks in the S&P 500 with the highest dividend yield and with the lowest volatility, and it combines it. And the High Dividend Low Volatility Index over the long term has actually beaten the S&P 500. The beauty of this ETF is that it pays a higher dividend. I think the dividend now is like 4%. But it pays the dividend monthly. So whatever your dividend would be for the year, so say say you have a, a just let's say you have a million dollar investment, a four percent dividend is forty thousand dollars per year. You divide forty thousand divided by twelve for each month, and that's the payment you're getting every month. And that's the beauty of this ETF. And it owns a lot of utilities, PPL, First Energy, Dominion Energy. And then it owns consumer staples like Altria, Philip Morris, Kraft Heinz, Kellogg. Then it has information technology, There's a couple things like Broadcom. It's got real estate. It's got energy like Chevron and Exxon Mobil. Real estate has realty income, health peak properties. Again, great REITs. Uh, so it's very, very, very interesting. I think that investors, I'm not saying you have to stay away from the S&P 500. But I just think the S&P 500 has gotten a little too popular. And I just think that the returns over the next 5 to 10 years really aren't going to be that that great after this huge 10-year rally we've had. So, again, do your own research. Don't just listen to what I'm saying. I'm just here to kind of guide you in a different direction from what the mainstream media might be guiding you towards. You know, everyone just says, yeah, index fund, index fund, index fund. And everyone's doing the same thing. And if everybody's doing the same thing, everybody can't get rich. That's not the way it works. Uh, Capital seeks out the highest returning businesses at the lowest valuation. But if everyone's running to the same thing, it's bidding up those assets where it's basically just pulling demand forward. So the stock price could be bid up and it's already reflecting the next five years worth of growth that the company is going to experience. So it's basically priced in already. So you don't want to go there. You don't want to go where everyone's going. You want to go where people aren't yet. 
And I think these three ETFs that I gave you, I think for the next decade, they'll have pretty good growth um, for the next you know decade. I mean, these are ETFs you literally could hold forever. Now, do you go all in and put all of your money into it? No, no, let's not get silly. You need to scale into stuff like this. And you also need to, you know, whatever your personal financial situation is, you might only want to own uh, 30% in stocks and maybe the rest in bonds and cash. Maybe you're, you know, approaching 70 years old and you don't want a 60% stock market correction wiping you out. So you got to be careful. That's something you'll have to talk with your financial planner. You know, everybody's different. So I don't want to come on here and make it like, yeah, go all into these products. Absolutely not. I'm not your financial advisor. That's not what this channel is. This channel is more about, I just talk about stocks and I give ideas about personal finance and what's going on in the stock market in the business world. But in the long run, it's up to you to make your decision. So again, follow the podcast on Spotify and hopefully everybody's enjoying these podcasts and I'll be releasing new episodes every week. Everybody take care and have a great day.